So grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, in our earthly life we often have some twists and turns, don't we? In fact, kind of a, an interesting sidelight, and yet fitting in with my, my sermon for today, I found this morning that my son Scott is stranded in Denver. Indeed, he was supposed to be able to get on a plane and, and make his way home here to Minnesota. Um, yeah, he got the ride to the airport. Yeah, he, he was there, you know, a, a couple hours early, but somehow things didn't fit together. And he's stuck. You know, when, when I, I, I called him this morning to see, you know, when his flight was going to, to get in, what arrangements we had to, to make, I could hear the frustration in his voice. Uh, I don't think he got much sleep last night and had to get to the airport really early. And then, you know, the, the ride that took him there left and he couldn't get on the plane. Frustration. That kind of frustration happens in our everyday lives as well, doesn't it? We think perhaps we have a sure destination. We believe that everything is coming together. Everything is fitting into place. And yet many of you who are over 21, you really kind of know, don't you? Things fall apart at times. We take detours. We get stuck at airports. We get lost even along the way. Our Lord and Savior, He comes to us in the texts for today. And He reminds us, He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. In fact, His plan is in operation. He will be there all along the way to give faithful direction. To give the right instruction. From the moment that you were conceived, in fact, He developed a plan for your life. That plan included that your parents would bring you for baptism. It included that you would stand and confess your faith before the congregation. It included that you would have a love for your Heavenly Father just as He has a love for you. That that love would guide you and lead you all the days of your life. Dear friends, that is God's plan for each and every person. But yeah, you know, what happens? We face trials, we face tribulations, we become discouraged at times, don't we? In that discouragement, perhaps we make poor decisions in our frustration. Perhaps we put our foot in our mouth. At times we, we make things worse, but we ought to be trying to make them better. 
We fail in forgiveness at times. We're not exactly the people that God has asked us to be. Difficulties happen. Things take place. I was in the, the auto parts store the other day and, and just out of the blue someone came in and, and he said to the fellow behind the counter, why are your prices so much more than they are on the internet? See. Just out of the blue. You're, you're cheerfully trying to, to serve a, a customer as, as you know, this young man was, you know, being very cheerful with the people before him and, and helping them to the best of his ability. And now comes that one person. Why? 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 And it can hit you a little bit, can it? It can take a little bit of the, the wind out of your sails and, and now... Suddenly, you're struggling a little bit. Now you're, you're, you know, you're just almost drowning, perhaps, in the, the sea of iniquity as you try to gracefully continue, as you try to make the right response. But out of the blue, someone has just sabotaged you. You take a wrong turn. You began going the, the wrong way. It, it wasn't even your intention. You didn't wake up that morning and, and say, I intend to forsake God today. You, know, you didn't wake up that morning and say, I think I'm going to stop following Christ on this occasion. No. No, little by little, it happens. Little by little, we make poor decisions. The, the scripture calls those sins. Instead of trying to confess our sin, instead of trying to return to the Lord, we maybe magnify our sin. We maybe continue stubbornly down that road of iniquity because well, we picked it after all. Don't want to admit that I was wrong. Don't want to admit anything I do is bad. I just want to keep traveling, grinding my teeth as I do it to prove I'm somehow smart enough and I'm somehow good enough and I somehow am deserving enough even though now I'm doing it wrong. And there we are, stuck at the airport of life, right? You say, well, I, I, I got baptized, you know? Well, I, I got a ride to the airport, you know. Well, I, I got confirmed. Well, you know, I, I, I got there on time, you know. I was two hours early for my flight. But, now something happened in my life. I got baptized. I got confirmed. Things were good. And then, out of the blue, the fellow walked into my auto parts store. Start mouthing off about my high prices. See? I changed my course. It wasn't even my fault. It was just random events that caught me completely by surprise. And now I took a wrong turn. And where then can we go? 
this confirmation verse, it points us to the place where we can go. That we are under the shelter of God's mighty wings. That our Lord will be for us a shield, yes, and a, a mighty defense against the things of this world. That our Lord who has brought us to this place here today is faithful to complete his work of salvation within us. You see, all it takes is that moment in time. All it takes is that we would but repent. All it takes is that we would but fall upon our knees, that we would cry out once more and say, Lord, I've gone the wrong way. Lord, I'm stuck in one of the airports of life. Lord, I need some help from you again. And our God, who is faithful, will complete it. He's promised. If we will but repent, if we will but turn from our sin, if we will but call on his name one more He's still there. He always has been. But yes, as the perfect gentleman, you know, the scripture says, Jesus stands at the door of our hearts and he knocks. He waits patiently for our response. He gives us all the freedom. He gives us all the ability to stand with our hands on our hips and to stubbornly say, No, Lord, I don't want you coming in my life right now. No, Lord, I certainly don't want you to see the sin I keep in my closet right now. No, Lord, I certainly don't want you around meddling with things. Lord, maybe come back next year. Maybe then we'll give it a chance. And our Lord who is patient, who is faithful, He remains and He knocks at the door. It, it's not that He's deserted us, it's not that He's forsaken us, but it rather is we who refuse to open to Him. We who do not want Him around. We who would prefer to keep the, the friends and acquaintances that we have right now. And we know they're leading us astray. We who stubbornly stand and say, not today. I like it at the airport. I don't mind being stuck here. I found some good friends. To keep me company. I don't really need to continue on. Now really, can you imagine if you ran into somebody like that? 
Their loved one dropped them off at the airport and, and, and they were on time for their flight and you know they were two hours early in fact and they had plenty of time to get on the plane but, but something happened out of the blue and so they began texting you. Now, living at the airport now. Everything is fine. I'm happy here. Continue without me. Right? We kind of laugh, don't we? We kind of think to ourselves, how bizarre. Why would anyone be content to be stuck in the airport for the rest of their life? But yet, on a serious note, we have friends and neighbors that do that every day, don't we? Something happened. Maybe it was hardly their fault, but they fell into sin. Someone else did something to them. It was 90% the fault of that other person, but their 10% of the response ruined their life. And now they're stuck. The Lord is still knocking. The Lord is still hoping that loved one will open their heart, will allow our Savior, Jesus Christ, to come in. That's what He longs for. That's what He longs for everyone here today. Will you open the door? Will you be like Emily who today stood before the congregation and proclaimed the Lord is my God. Jesus is my Savior. I would rather face death and fall away from the path that He has chosen for me. I don't want to be stuck at the airport. I want to be able to get on the flight and continue the wonderful life that Jesus himself has prepared. I want to be under the shelter of his mighty wings. I want to be in the place where he wants me at the time he wants me there. I want to have his shield and his fortress as my protection. I want to be a child of God. And dear friends, that is what we are. And that's why we came out one more time on this Confirmation Sunday to see what it is to really be a child of God, one whose sins are forgiven, one who proclaims in the midst of the congregation, the Lord is my God, one who can stand with the rest of us here today child of God, a co-heir with Christ, one who will dwell under the shelter of his mighty wings.
Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.